You know what I really love about the online space and social media is that you get to meet so many other uh, entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs who are doing the same as you, working on their own business at home, their mums or their women who are just trying to make a go of it. And when you stumble across someone who uh, supports you, as I love to support other women online, you can strike up a really great friendship. And I happen to do this with my guest today on the podcast. Uh, we actually uh, started engaging and I was able to help her with some um, queries and she has been able to help me. And we got talking and I asked her to be a guest on the Making It Like a Mother podcast today. So I won't tell you too much about her story, but that's the thing. When you see these amazing women doing amazing things online and you might feel, I guess, a little bit envious, you know, what she seems to have it all together. You never really understand or know their um, full backstory. And today's guest, Key Wolf from Key Wolf Writes, is just that person. And she's got an amazing story of how she got to be where she is today, uh, the boss of her own business and really thriving. So without further ado, welcome to the Making It Like a Mother podcast. Welcome to the Making It Like a Mother podcast. I'm your host, Anne Murphy, mother, wife, business coach, CEO and entrepreneur of my own businesses, one of which I've been running since 2009 from when my children were aged four and two. Let me help you on your journey to a successful and profitable online business while juggling home, family, business and you. Hi, Key. Thanks very much for joining me today. Um, it's great that you have joined me here on the podcast. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your family dynamic. Oh, no problem. It's great to be here. Um, okay, so I had my first child at 18 in a whirlwind relationship that started when I was 15. Um, and immediately the father of that child bailed on me. So I was a single mother at the age of 18. Oh. So that was the first real uh, time to grow up, time to be an adult lesson for me. And um, it was really hard. My son was born with a disability. He has a very rare disease called epidermolosis bullosa. It's a doozy. Um, oh, but yeah, I guess the easiest way to explain it is if you look up on Google EB kids, rather than trying to spell out that tremendous word, um, you'll find a lot of information on children with this particular disability they their skin is like the wings of a butterfly they say oh. and they break very very easily and their immunity is down their internal organs also suffer from issues and it's it's like an ongoing thing so that was my first experience as a mother and I then went on to meet a lovely man who came in and swept me off my feet he took on my son as his own. He was wonderful. And um, we ended up getting married by the time I was 20. Oh. So after we got married, we went on to have two more children. Um, and yeah, my, my third child was born with autism. 
So when he was developing, when he was around two years old, we started noticing delays and we got a diagnosis by the time he was five. So being a mother for me has been a huge, huge journey. Mm. Um, There's been a lot of lessons. We've had to work with a lot of different specialists and spend a lot of our time at hospitals and doctor's appointments and things. So um, I guess I, I could come from that perspective that being a mother, sometimes it has all these challenges mm. as it is, mm. but then have, being a special needs mother and a mother with the, who has a child with a disability is a whole, it's a whole extra kettle of fish that you have to work around. So a whole lot um, more pressure. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And traditional employment around that is something that I did for some time, but it just, it completely burnt me out. Mm, mm. and it it really was hard to juggle the, the two um yeah because you know working most employers need you either from nine to five or they want very set hours with you even with flexibility it can be very difficult because when you have to be on and at work you have to be on and at work but kids mm. don't follow this, this no. pattern you know when they need you they need you exactly. when the school calls you the school calls you <laughs> you know um and then if they get sick, which, you know, children, a lot of ch- children get sick all the time, but children with disabilities and special needs more so as well. So it's, mm. it became a real struggle for me to both make ends meet and also, you know, um, take care of my kids and be the mother that I had have to be for them. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's our dynamic. We, we, we're really um, close. The, the boys, my three boys and I, are just extremely close we get along very very well and they're the kind of boys that will bicker and they'll fight till the cows come home mm. but they will also not be apart for a day yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of them will go to a sleepover and by six o'clock at night the other two are crying oh. and asking where brother is oh that's <laughs> so, lovely yeah. so with yeah. all those challenges and like you said the traditional nine to five um work that isn't as flexible and the kids um don't operate on that time what um what sort of business did you then start up for yourself uh what's it called what do you actually do and how long ago did you start it Okay, so when I was studying, originally I was um, studying and working in community services, mental health and counselling, and I did that for quite some time, but during that time, I also as a hobby and as something just to do something for myself, I started writing and I started posting a lot online and I started guest blogging for other websites and I found very quickly that women resonated with my words very strongly. Mm. They resonated with my words about parenting and motherhood. And they also resonated with a lot of the um, other topics that I cover around women's struggles and what it's like to be a woman in the world that we live in. Yeah. So I started there and over time I sort of just did it as a hobby for about 10 years, but I got a lot of recognition from that. Then moving forward from there, I started publishing. So I started self-publishing on Amazon and that blew up. So um, there was a Facebook group with 80,000 women who recognised one of my stories and told me I had to publish it. 
and wow. once it did, it absolutely blew up. So it became a multiple five-star rated Amazon story. And then from there, I published about five other short stories and books that also got a lot of five-star reviews. Um, yeah, and then essentially I, I, at the same time, I was working in community services and I was feeling very burnt out in that sense because I was trying to take care of my kids as well. Um, so I sort of started to think about what avenues I could take my writing in. Mm. So publishing books as a self-published author, it's a lot of fun and it gets you a lot of recognition, but it doesn't pay very well unless you build up your, um, your following over, over time. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I've been working on that and it's getting there. It's definitely growing. It's definitely an, an option. It's, it's more of a long game option. Um, but because I, I ended up losing my job because they didn't pay me. And oh. um, when I disputed the payment, it was a bit of a, you know, bit of a back and forth. And then they started getting very strange with me and telling me, you know, I wasn't allowed to take sick days and no one's allowed to take sick days. And there was a lot of issues with the place that I was working for at the time. And um, I ended up leaving that job. They, they let me go. Um, and so I decided at this point, it was during COVID, mm. that I was going to open my own business and um, try to do something more with my writing. Yeah. And yeah, so I contacted a digital marketing agency and they pointed me into the direction of learning marketing and learning copywriting. Mm -hmm. So from there, I studied copywriting and I studied digital marketing and released my copy business, Keywolf Rights. Excellent. yeah, within three months of my launch, which was last November, I hit my first five-figure month. Wow. So things just expanded very, very quickly and it's been a major success. So, yeah, moving forward, I believe I'll be doing this for the rest of my life, mm. um, whether that's through the avenue of copywriting or whether writing more books and stories and publishing more Um I, I definitely don't see myself going back to any kind of nine to five or any kind of traditional employment because it's just been so much more rewarding for me to do something that I love. Yeah. And that yeah. also pays well. Yeah. Um, and do you think, you know, like you said, you had the struggles with the nine to five and now it kind of like just morphed into this amazing business um, where you are utilizing your skills but, and even though you do have the flexibility now of working your own hours and your own days, does that present any challenges now um, in regards to your family dynamic? Like, do you find that there's even working at home um, in this ideal situation, does it present any challenges for you now? It does. So there are, there's positives and there's negatives to working from home. The positives are that you can set your own hours Mm. and you can work around your children. So if you need to go pick them up from school or if they're sick, you can be at home and you can be taking care of them. But where the challenges come in for that with me is um, children sometimes don't understand when you're on the phone. Sometimes, you know, um, hours get a little bit stretched. Like you've got a project due and you really want to spend time with the kids, but Mm. you have to take that time to make sure that you're meeting deadlines. 
So I guess in terms of time management and balancing that family time versus work time, because you don't have a set nine to five anymore and you're working instead in the pockets of time that you have. So the biggest challenge for me moving into this, I imagine would be, um, yeah, balancing that, you know, when am I working? When am I not working? Mm. How do I set myself apart from the kids during the times where I can't be distracted? Mm. And how do I then break away from work and avoid burnout by spending more time with my family and spending more time doing things that we love together? I think there's um, still so much um, mum guilt in what we do. Like we've created this ideal situation for ourselves that we're able to work from home. And like, I know that my children are older now that as teenagers, they get it. But when they were a lot younger, you feel guilty. You think I've just got to finish this one thing off um, because it's due or whatever it is you have to do. And you know that they're sitting there waiting for you to go to the park or um, go play a game with them or something. So there's still that uh, mum guilt, isn't there? Definitely. And that's the thing is my youngest child who has autism, Mm. he doesn't understand why I'm stuck on my laptop sometimes and he mm. just wants he's um he's very sensory seeking so he loves to, to touch and to mm. be with you he will literally be attached to you so some mornings I've felt that mum guilt because he's come downstairs and I've still got three hours left on a project mm. and he's literally climbed up behind me on the couch and attached himself to me and then he's trying to get my attention he'll be put like pulling on me and poking me and you know talking to me and climbing on me because he wants me to acknowledge him Mm. and to spend time with him and I just can't and in that moment so I try to balance you know um acknowledging him telling him I love him but letting him know you know mum needs to get this done um and then we can go do something you know we can go cook bake a cake or go swimming in the pool but it's hard when they don't understand no and it's very hard when you feel that guilt because you feel very torn between I've got to get this done and I can't miss this deadline but Mm. also you know I I feel terrible that I'm not being able to give my son the attention that he needs right now and Mm. and really make him feel special yeah I think um school holidays are the worst for me and we've just gone back to school here in um Brisbane Australia and um you you have these plans you think okay Thursday's my day off I'm going to go to the movies with my son or um go to the pool or whatever and but sometimes things come up where you need to just do something quickly and I always feel that um bit of guilt too around that but I think as they get older they get more understanding and you know you can make it up it's like like you need if you can fill their cup up for um for spending that time with them they're satisfied and then you can go about um back to your work and um it does get easier as they get older but i really feel for mums with um children with disabilities or even young children um, mums with new bubs trying to juggle it all Um, but you can only do what you can do and it does get easier as they get older that's correct. And I think something that you've really touched on there that that reigns true to me is um, that that guilt that we feel, it's often more internal than it is external. So it's often more us that are feeling that pain than the than our children. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
because I feel, you know, they really remember pockets of time. Mm. And I, I think back to my own childhood and there's snapshot memories that I have spending time with my parents that they're the fondest memories I have and I'll never let go of those. Mm. But they were probably in between those times doing a lot of work and getting things done as well. And I probably spent a lot more time than I remember yeah. having to entertain myself and having to take care of myself while they needed to get other things done. But as parents, we focus on the negatives. We focus on the things that we're failing in or the things that we're not doing. And we're not recognising that in those pockets of time mm. that we do spend with our children and that we do... Um, even if it, you know you spend half an hour baking a cake with your child or you take them to the pool for a swim for 10 minutes mm. that's the kind of thing if you have those those moments where you're laughing and you're enjoying each other's time they're going to remember that and that's going yeah. to stick in their brain a lot longer than the idea that you're not spending enough time with them yeah I think it's um it's easy for us to think too with our children look I'm doing this because it enables me to stay home with you so that I can take you to school and can be home here for you when you're sick. They don't understand that sort of thing. Um, I guess if they were being um, dropped off at before and after school care for hours on end, um, they'd probably get used to that as well. But they don't realise like, and I guess it's not a sacrifice that we make to have our own business at home, but it's kind of like, well, this is really my main reason why I'm doing this business from home is so that I can be here with you and um, be here to meet your needs. So when you say, I only have this 30 minutes to do on this project, um, can you just wait until we go to the pool or whatever? Um, they don't sort of understand that, but I think they will as they get older. They'll say, oh, you know, my mum was able to start this business up at home and she was always there for us. So um, I guess it's not to feel so guilty about things now. Um, just know that you're doing the right thing for your family and for yourself and um, you'll get through it. Definitely. I think that's really insightful and wise. Mm. And I think that that's something we need to remind ourselves of in the moment when we're feeling that guilt. Because it's, you know, we, we, we'll often share sentiments like this when we're feeling confident and then those those creepy those moments creep in um you know that, that that feeling of guilt will creep in and in that moment it's very hard to remind yourself of that so I feel you know keeping that sentiment and bringing it up in the right moments is key to understanding that you are doing this for your family and you are doing it for the right reasons mm. and that in you know in life we need to do sometimes we do need to take time to do things that we don't want to do or that take us away from our family so that we can spend that time with them mm. um when it matters and when it counts and when the memories will will um be made with them it also really helps to be um truly passionate about your business too i think because sometimes we might feel um a bit of resentment to what we're doing like if you were doing uh, an online business from home maybe like a working for another company still or thinking yeah oh, this was the business that I wanted to try to do and you weren't really 100% into it if you're truly passionate about what you do it kind of makes it all easy it gives you uh, more purpose and and you really want to want to keep working on your business and um, I think that's really important too to find that thing that you're really passionate about because it will truly shine in in all areas of your life. 
Absolutely. I definitely agree with you. And I think that that's the thing about between working for someone else and working on something that is your your baby and that is your passion is you really will be able to find a lot more of that drive and that motivation to get through things when it's hard because you know your why and you know, you know, the reason that you're doing it is through something that you truly believe in. So mm, mm. Um, behind Keyword Rights, I do digital marketing strategy and I do copywriting. But behind that, it's women's empowerment. And a lot of the mm. things that I love to share uh, resonated around helping women rise through hard situations and mothers and parents and, you know, um, bringing them through to empowerment with what we do and helping them with their business through strategy and, and copywriting. So that's I, the passion behind what I do. And, and I think that's how I found you, actually. I think I might have been following the hashtag women empowerment or something. I think that's how I found you and I always feel inspired by your Instagram posts. Thank you. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the key behind anything that you do. You have to truly believe in it. It has to be authentic and real and it has to come from the heart because when it doesn't, you're, you've hit the nail on the head there. It's just not going to thrive and you're not going to want to come back to it. And that resentment will build because you feel like you're constantly being pulled into this thing that you don't care about. Mm. Um, so definitely whenever you're choosing something to do as a business um, at home or you know anything really, it has to definitely be something that you can say with certainty that you are passionate about and that you can get behind. Yeah. Now, this might be a um, bit of a, funny question but um do you have any spare time and if you do um what's your favorite thing to do in your spare time I definitely do have spare time it's been a priority to me since I started to ensure that I don't burn myself out because balance is very important to me I argue against the 24-7 hustle mentality that to be successful, we have to be constantly hustling and we Mm. have to be constantly building and working in and on our business. I prefer the sentiment that in order to truly thrive and to truly grow your business and scale it to the level of success that you're looking for, you really do need to, um, you know, hustle from a place of balance where you can take time out with your family and and to do things that you you love so Mm. um I'm a bit of an adventure person I love to do something different every year like um one year me and my partner we actually got our children taken care of and we went over to Vanuatu and scaled a volcano (laughs) it's the only active volcano I know of where you can get that close to an exploding crater and we went up there and had a look inside so that was an experience and a half is that where they do the bungee jumping from is that the island that they do the bungee jumping um, I'm not sure but yeah we just we did the volcano and we did some snorkeling and other things it's um, the main island is Port Villa, but then the island that has uh, Mount Yasa is Tanner Island, and it's a Tana. little bit less populated. Than, yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, every every year I like to try to fit something new in for my bucket list. And I've been a surrogate before. I've had a, a birth to child who um, I then gave to a family who couldn't conceive. Aww. And yeah, she's amazing. She's five years old now and she's just starting prep. But um, yeah, that was an experience as well. And that was a very, you know, challenging experience because there were so many things to consider mm. in that process and in the mental and psychological process of um, 
conceiving a child to be a surrogate for another family. Mm. So I've yeah, I, I like I like to swim. I like to travel. Um, I'd love to see more of the world once COVID is done oh, and dusted. I know. Um, it's so many yeah. plans and they're all on hold now. Yeah, that's right for everybody, and it's been hard for for a lot of people. So um, I think we'll be breathing a very big sigh of relief when we we come to the end of this chapter. I but yeah, so. so I travel, adventure. I love to read. I love to write. Um, I love a good Netflix binge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, with that, you know, the whole hustle mentality, um, you should always be listening to podcasts. Don't ever, t- you know, you shouldn't be watching Netflix. I, I disagree. I think oh, that you should be doing, yeah, you should be doing both. You should be definitely feeding your brain all the time. But it's fine to jump on Netflix and watch something that you find entertaining and let your brain be silent for a while. Let it switch off. Exactly. Um, because you'll find that when you come back from that, you will be sharper and you'll be more able and rested to mm. do the work and to absorb the information that you're listening to. I find um, in this is exactly what I promote in my um, business, Domesplicity, as well to my um, coaching clients, is that you, if you take the time out for yourself and really um, give treat yourself and it doesn't have to be an all-day spa package it can be just doing whatever you like to do watching netflix having a nice bath having a nice shower um, reading a book whatever it is taking that time out for yourself calms you down it resets you and it it kind of empowers you then to tackle those big problems that you encounter as a mother you know like with teenagers and with the stress of finding that form that has to be um, handed into school and all those getting them to do homework and hygiene with 14 year old boys that we just spoke (laughs) about but all of those things when you take care of yourself and take time out for yourself so much more um, better things happen don't you agree absolutely because you're not stretching yourself and you're not burning out Mm. and yeah it's funny when you mention the forms, finding the forms. How are they always at the bottom of the bag? Oh, like, or just you know, the kids bring them home, but they don't they don't hand them to you. You don't hear about it until the day before, and then. <laughs> and it's the day that their um their box that their um cut up fruit was in that leaked, so it's got watermelon <laughs> juice all through it. Or, or oh, the classic bag soup. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it our school has mm-hmm. actually just gone on to um digital forms so thank god for that um oh thank god yeah i can't believe a better system. we're not even one week back into school and already i've had so many forms and um things had to be handed back so it's just been crazy already just one of those mm. things part of being a mum we, we need a secretary sometimes for our family don't we <laughs> Oh yeah, a virtual assistant would be great to take care of all those forms, and oh, you know maybe a chef and a personal yeah. trainer, all those things, oh, cleaner. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, just to finish up though, um, Kia, it sounds like you've had an amazing life, and you really are doing um, so well for yourself. Everything's just Thank kind you. of fallen into place. If you could live your life over again, is there anything you'd change? I'd be kinder to myself. So. I think that we are our worst, own worst enemies and we often, um, you know, we say the cruelest things to ourselves and 
as a young woman, when I first became a single mother and I was dealing with the stereotype of that mm. and, you know, what, what people view us as, as both young mothers and single mothers, um, I was so cruel to myself. I would say things like, you know, you're never going to get an education, you're a loser, mm. um, you're raising this child in the worst situation possible, um, a lot of things. And I think that even if you're not a single mother, even if you're a married mother, um, there's still that voice. It's, it's, it's a horrible person that's inside us and it tells us the most terrible things that we, once we say them over and over, we start, we start to believe them. So mm. um, I, I went to therapy for this uh, a few years ago and I got some treatment for anxiety and I found that it was extremely helpful to understand the tools needed to argue with that voice mm. and to challenge that voice and, and look at the reality from a different perspective when it comes up. So if I had lived my life again, I would have gotten onto that a lot sooner. Mm. And I would have been kinder to myself and I would have looked at the positives a lot more because being able to do that has led me to shift my mindset and my perspective and then do these amazing things that I've been talking about today. Mm. So, mm. yeah, if I, could, if I could go over it again, that would be what I would do differently is I'd get onto that sooner. And I encourage women out there to do the same thing. If you're feeling that, you know, there's a lot of negative thoughts coming up for you, um, challenge them and, and look into the tools that you can use to isolate these thoughts and then figure out where they're coming from and then mm. make that shift towards moving, you know, moving towards better affirmations and better things that will propel and change your perspective in another direction, which will then, you know, rip, it has a ripple effect on everything that you do in life, mm. which oh, then yes. your reality, it creates your results, everything that you want to achieve is behind how you think and what you say to yourself. I think so, yeah. um, self-help <laughs> and self-reflection has come a long way in 14 years, hasn't it? It's um, oh, definitely. the resources that are out there and the fact that we have this choice to make whether we want to um, wallow in self-pity or whether we want to start making some positive changes to our life. It's all there for us. So it's there for the taking and... Um, we can all do it as busy mums we can be making it like a mother <laughs> exactly exactly so, well said <laughs> where do we um, find you where can people find you what's the best way to um, get in touch with you and in your business I know you're just still in the process of finalizing your website but what's the best way to contact you yeah, so my website is on the way. It, it's, um, it should be up in the next month or two. However, my best uh, contact would be through Instagram. That's where I'm the most active and where people tend to congregate to talk to me. So you can find me at Key Wolf Rights. It's K-I-W-O-L-F Rights, W-R-I-T-E-S. And you're, I'm, I, love, I love hearing from other women. So feel free to flick me a message or comment and just let me know how you're doing and what your business is all about. And also just for daily inspiration, I think um, I always look forward to seeing your um, reels and your posts and your stories. So it's my, my, Thank you. my go-to place for daily inspiration. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think that's that's one of the th reasons we've been attracted to one another is a lot of our posts and um, things that we talk about are very similar. So birds of a feather flock to the together, they say. That's it. Um, oh. Couldn't get that one out. <laughs> well, I'll, um, I'll make sure I put that um, link to your Instagram account in the um, podcast notes. 
And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out today um, to have a chat. And I'm totally amazed by your story. You think you know someone by having a bit of a conversation on Instagram, but then you hear so many other exciting things about them and just hear how amazing they really are. And you truly are amazing, Key. So um, keep up the great work. (laughs) No problem. All right. I'll catch you again soon. Okay, darling. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on making it like a mother. You know, you can subscribe to uh, listen to every episode and never miss an episode by going to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or your other favorite podcasting platform or head to the nlmurphy.com website and follow the link to the podcast and you'll find all the episodes there. Thank you.